Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When you think of light, fluffy biscuits, you may think of the other traditional foods from the American South that they pair so well with, uh, fried chicken, gravy, and homemade jam. But biscuits like the ones we eat today in the United States are fairly modern culinary creations. Throughout much of history, biscuits weren't at the center of dreamy breakfasts or chicken dinners. They were hard, thin, durable, dry, and meant for survival. The word biscuit comes from the Latin word panis biscatus, which means twice baked. And so it's no coincidence that a biscuit was once similar to biscotti, the Italian cookies that actually are twice baked. Soldiers in ancient Rome received hard biscuits in their rations. They had no leavening agent or fat, so they lasted a long time. Hard biscuits of some type were the MREs, or meals ready to eat, of military personnel for centuries, and have been known by the names hardtack, ship's biscuit, sea biscuit, and pilot bread. Fast forward to the antebellum South. Biscuits were still tough and flat, and typically were only eaten in wealthy homes. Most people living in the South at the time ate cornbread instead. That's because most mills in the South were great at grinding corn, but not at processing wheat. So only the rich could afford flour, which often had to be shipped in from northern states. Beaten biscuits, which could be considered the precursor to the modern Southern biscuit, were only a little better than hardtack. They included fat like butter or lard, but still no leavening agent. So beaten biscuits remained flat and only slightly lighter because the dough required 15 minutes of kneading or beating. It wasn't until several 19th century innovations came along that we got what's now recognized as a Southern biscuit. First, better flour mills, most of them in the Midwestern United States, and increased wheat production dropped the price of flour enough that less than wealthy Southerners could also afford to buy flour. And the development of chemical leavening agents such as potassium carbonate, potassium bicarbonate, and sodium bicarbonate, what we now call baking soda, helped biscuits reach new heights without yeast or beaten eggs. If you're going to bake your own fluffy, flaky biscuits at home, it's not hard, but a few details are important. Keep your butter cold. Don't let it get too soft while you're working it into the flour. You want the butter to melt when the biscuits are cooking in the oven, because melting butter produces steam that will help the biscuits rise. Also, to make the most of the leavening power of your baking soda and baking powder, bake the biscuits as soon as you mix the wet and dry ingredients together. Baking soda starts to work as soon as it's moist, and those biscuits will lose some height if you let the dough sit. Finally, use a biscuit cutter, cookie cutter, or a sharp knife to cut the biscuit dough. Don't use a glass. And if you do use a cutter, don't twist it. Nice, clean edges help the dough rise. Today's episode was written by Sean Chavis and produced by Tyler Klang. Sean provided his own biscuit recipe to accompany this story. You can find it by searching for The Light and Fluffy History of Southern Biscuits, available on our home planet, howstuffworks.com. Listener.